What up, Jerm? Yo, what up, Shay? Lazy town traveler living in the moment. Quote the dope shit the youth don't know. What the grown folks notice? They like sipping five alive, so my soul won't short circuit. I ain't lying. Training lines in the circus. I ain't lying. I'm the lion in the sword. Team Voltron. Hard bread getting with a pocket full of croutons. Still cutting corners, shopping, saving double coupons. Peace out to Chelsea. Or the mustard color futon. Late night session, Jade on. Get a sleep on. Woke him up the dreams with them stretch chino beats on. Beast on the Beat made the dreams come uh, through. Uh, JWID, I just text come through. Text come through. What's up? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing, Shay? How you feeling? Uh, doing great. Doing great. You're now listening to another episode of uh, Let's Rap. Uh, let's Rap with Shade. Real rap. Let's rap. This one's different. That's why I'm all sitting here nervous, real quick. It's, this one's going to be hard. This guy I got with y'all right now. Um, y'all probably heard of him if y'all listen to Geekadelic. You probably heard him on your Onks. If you looked and seen Mac Miller, you've seen this game called Rhyme Cow and this long... Rhyme, rhyme Calisthenics. Yeah. Long skinny guy right there going, time! Fucking up Mac Miller's moment. All this great shit. But this dude is my best friend, best friend, brother from another mother, another father. I would do anything for this dude. But this dude is a legend in the 412. And I would like the world to know this guy. Enough this introduction. What should I call you? Stretch Chino? Sounds like Thelonious Stretch. Thelonious Stretch? Stretch Boogie. Some guy named Dave? <clears throat> right now, it's Stretch Chino, man. Stretch Chino Pro? Stretch Chino Pro is the productions. Ah, productions. Yeah, I remember when this dude. Stretch Chino Pro is like the artist. Stretch Chino Pro is like the whole package of the artist. Like, okay. So I got the beats. I got the lyrics. I got, I'm doing everything. That's what Stretch Chino, at least in my mind. Mm. That's what that means to me, at least right now, what I'm doing and where we headed in business. Where, where, I always wanted to ask you, where did you get that name, Stretch? Um, I can't remember what, uh, I can't remember what the class was about, but it was in Brashear. Okay. It was 10th grade. And there was this, I can't remember the girl's name, but it was a white girl that was sitting in behind me and she couldn't see the chalkboard. And I don't know, I guess I was like fidgety or something. And she was just like, you're a big old stretch. Why don't you just stretch out of the way? And like ripped on me in class. Wait, you know. Yeah. And you then know. it kind of resonated. And it. So when I call you stretch. Stretch stretch came from a rip oh. that I couldn't like drop. Uh, my man Gene Stovall, he definitely applied the pressure. Mm. More than the other kids at school. He definitely was like, what's up, Stretch? Stretch, what's up, Stretch, book? You know, and it was just, that's, <clears throat> and I didn't fight it. I just oh, didn't fight so it. So you just let it ride and just I tried it. to fight it. You you were there, man, so you understand. Remember mm -hmm. I was like some guy named Dave and shit, and oh, I yeah. was Hawk Fu Spit. Yeah, you tried to change. I was trying to, like, not be, I was trying to yeah. control my own destiny, you know, but. Some guy named Dave was the illest. That, I feel like that was, like, one of the, my favorite 
stretch times because that silly name. It's that a was a sentence. You got like what well, you was like nineteen twenty. No, no, no. You was twenty two. 22 at the time 22 or something like that when you was really on that some guy named dave kick and that's when you got with um g-man yeah right and it was like the smoke fish yeah like it was that to me was like i was you, on a wave yeah you got real mature with lyrics i got on the dello wave yeah real heavy yeah because you was, g-man did too though we were like we were definitely influenced by all that Jay Dilla and even like Mad Lip stuff. Anybody know who G Bad is? G Bad Grand is Ear. Grand Ear. For all those music lovers out there, y'all know who Grand Ear is. Yeah, but it didn't stick either way. When I changed time, I changed my name. The stretch just would never drop. Mm. You know, for future fans out there, like that's my game tag is Stretchino. Mm-hmm. It was like my digital name. So since this, we in such a digital era. I figured, why don't I just go with that? Well, since, so was you rapping at that time? Was you rapping when she clowned you? I just started up, man. Mm. I tell you a story, man. Friend Lamar is the one who started me rapping, man. To Quest, man. Uh. Lamar Fields started me rapping. We might as well. We gonna have the origin story of me. That's where I originally was inspired to start rapping. Him and Aaron. <laughs> we would wait at the 67A bus stop because we'd go hang out the mall. This is how old we are and shit. When you get mm-hmm. the, you actually went somewhere to kick it, and I'm like down there at the, I'm at the stop. We're at Princeton and Penn, and I would always be imitating like other rappers. I would be imitating Q-Tip, and I would be trying to do my best Buster Rhymes and shit, and then rock him. And he would be like, he was like, well, why don't you just rap and instead of just mocking people why don't you rap yeah. and i was like huh and then i considered it <clears throat> lamar was the first that applied the pressure because he got with a friend named scott and he always would come back house bragging about <laughs> peabody and the wall and uh, you were there on that oh part. yeah i was on that dimension side the wall squad uh scott barber um burger king like little quick story on quest quest is our brother yeah like like i knew quest the same time he knew Quest in a different in, dimension, in a whole different dimension. <laughs> like Quest put me on to Common. Like he, he would rob tapes from Sam Goody and shit, and come to school and sell my his locker. And he was like, "Yo, you need to buy this." And I'm like, "Common sense? I've never heard this dude." Yo, you need to buy this. It's too- Yo, Quest used to be like he's. Quest was so captivated with De La Soul, man. Mm-hmm. Like De La Soul culture. He was trying to make his own lingo and his own style, man. He was a- applying it and forcing it. Some of that shit was corny, though. But, but it was risk-taking. He was yeah. risk-taking. He did not. I remember I came over and he was, like, marking his Jordans, like, right? You remember yeah. he did that? He took yeah. the Jordans. He's like, I want orange. And I'm like, And he had orange Jordans, y'all, back in 1991 and 92. So the first nigga to buy one pair of Jordans, but, like, 12 different markers. <laughs> right. Just change those shits. See, this interview ain't about me, so I can't really get into questions sad about you're me. Right, but right. hip hop was introduced by this guy named Quest. To me, to, for sure. So at that time, you was rhyming. And I think we all met all at the same. How long was you rapping before I met you? Like a 
I wasn't. I was trying. I wasn't rapping yet. I was just trying, man. I was excited that mm-hmm. Tequest was making the decision to be in a band and I be with Scott and trying to rap. And I was like, man, I want to rap too. Like, you're not going to just leave me out right. of this thing is how I felt. Right. Now as a man looking back at that past, that's what I was really initially going through as a kid. So, like, I remember staying up all night and writing my first rap. And I, like, went over Lamar's house, like, mad early. And I was like, and I did my rap in his yard in front of him. I always tell this story. And he's like, really? You know? And he's, like, slammed the door on my face. <laughs> it was just like. Straight to place. That shit's trash. Why you wake me up with this shit and like close the door in my face? And I stayed up all night working on this thing. I had like a Van Damme line, like Van Damme kicks or something. I can't even That's the only thing I remember from See, that. That line alone that Quest gave you, yo, why you wake me up with this shit? Yeah. I really feel like people need to say that more often now yeah. to rappers. Yeah. So, like, so you didn't cry or nothing. You no, just wrote I another. I didn't know physical tears, but inside it was like, oh. Okay. Okay. Oh. But here's another thing. You know, you got to pay homage to where you got your inspiration. And it's like, I never forget these things because on what I want to do and apply now with everything I went through. Another thing I used to do, I don't know if other people do this, but this is what I used to do. I used to listen to WPTS, right? And I lived in oh. Wilkinsburg, so it was really far. So I had to like have it at the window. I put all this extra aluminum on the thing to try to get it. And I had these headphones. And I would make tapes. It's the only oh, way I was getting hit. Did you, you remember Joe the Man, 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 Man? You remember that shit? Joe the Man. You remember Love Lines? Man, you remember Butt Naked Weather? No, I, I missed that one. Oh, I missed man. Butt Naked Weather. Oh, man. Um, you you just... Wait a minute. See, that's a little fast forward because we took over WPTS. Yeah, we did. And see, see, that's what I'm saying. From that place I got and the things I inspired. At that time, man, it was such a big deal. I don't know. I tried to keep it cool. I don't know if you noticed, but it was a big deal for me to get up to WPTS. I thought I was going to make it, man. That was everything, bro. (laughs) Bro. That was everything. Those those are hubs. A lot of memories. And it was at Pitt University, man. How many bitches that we fuck at Pitt? Just by trying Dude, to be rappers. Rapping. We was down there rapping. rapping. We, we wasn't learning. Man, we was I, learning somewhere else. Man, we, and we didn't have like ordinary chicks. Let, let, let's get that straight. Nah. And, uh, let, let's get that straight too. Stretch is a pimp. But it, it, we was all Stretch is wingman. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to wingman. But anyway, but you, that time at Pitt, that was the birth of the scene, bro. I, I mean, I can't. I don't know. That's my story. I mean, and there's a lot of people that are part of it because we go up to WPTS, we get all warmed up, and then we go right downstairs to the O. I'm wrong. Let's rewind where we met. Oh yeah, we met at Kingsley Center. Yeah, Kingsley Center is where everybody in Pittsburgh was born. I'll say just one famous name that everybody what knows. East for sure. Bus crates. Uh, y'all know bus crates. He started in the Kingsley Center. We all Kingsley. sat there and argued in the thing. But this is where I first met Stretch. So, how many years was you rapping until that point? Like when? Because when I first saw you rap, bro, I ain't. I will never lie to you. I felt like you was the best rapper I ever heard in my life. Mind you, I've been listening to rap. That's a lot. All my life. 
but to hear somebody just rap. And yeah, like, flow, man. You just flow into the beat and just letting that uh being open to it. That took a I took a while, but I don't know, man. It's to quest. That's weird. <laughs> give it to Quest. Like you did, no, you the got, Quest you, you marking in his sneakers, man. Maybe I'm high right now. Like no. and remember he had the apron and he, he, yeah, just, he tagged with it with the, the use. Like, what he is, the use fucking thing? I didn't see nobody doing that in my school. The only closest person that was as artistic as that when I went to Brashear was Gene. Gene Stovall. See, yeah, that's And he wasn't doing he was doing things like vocally, man, and was able to just like he sang too, but he deep deep in his heart wanted to be a Wait rapper. A see, this is how it all started. He always like snuck rap with me. See, I, see, this I, man, this became the Quest homage. I gotta get Quest. Okay, on so here. we got off there. We can keep moving on. That's no, what, no, 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 no. Yo, we you got to get the part where we met. That I'm getting there. Yeah, I think I had a strong, and I'm telling you why you felt. I guess the way you felt about mm-hmm. me being great because of my travels. I would mm. rap at lunch freestyle with Gene down in the basement of Bashir and Artemis. This was this was my first year before we met. Then I stopped staying with my grandmother in Beachview, so I started taking the long trip home. So I would walk with Artemis to the trolley, and he would just beatbox for me. Peace wow. out to Artemis Steel for the rhyme cow, for the wow. crowd topics, for like telling the stories, for like fitting into a flow. I spent a whole year walking up hills, walking to this trolley while he'd be like, while he was walking. And then I would just be like, that's what we're going. I'll be just trying every style. Wow. That's what remember me, Gene, and Quest got like arrested on the goddamn trolley for rapping. Wow. Wow. And then I get downtown and then I would go see Ali and he would battle me at the arcade. Wow. And then other rappers now. And then I would get on the EBA at the time and go to Kingsley, and then I would see who was going on there. And I ran into you. I had a year of that behavior. See, 365 days of behavior. Yeah, yeah. You was was down in front of Candy Rama and Jenkins Arcade Ballot. And look, this is from cats from all over the city. If you wasn't nice, and cats was going to tell you. Yeah. So you had to be official to even get in the ciphers. Yeah. Let, let's keep it 100. And this is cats all over. Mostly cats from the hill. Yeah. So you would survive all that. Yeah. And then come to the Kingsley Center and just be like. I got to a point that not only that I would survive that, mm-hmm. I got into a habit of starting it. Wow. I wow. would start them. That's some MC shit. That is some straight up MC shit. And that was that was another thing that kind of helped me sustain, you know, a little bit just in flowing and just being open to it is because I was just more concerned with the vibe than my own like ability to try to like murder cats or something to prove. I, I got over that and was just hanging out See. with, you know, and if. If you look back, just remember the things I said or how I was spitting, how I was coming in. I really wasn't trying to like, it was always somebody. I never came for nobody in these ciphers, but See? I know they come for me. And See, I wish I went through that. And I had a, and I, I would be, you know, I couldn't be faking a face. So if you was whack, you see it on my face. So you're going to come for me. So let's go. Whatever. Bro, I'm just I just happened to be rapping. I had to rap out of survival, bro. Yeah. I couldn't get out of hallways without spitting a hard 16 for some fucking Larmer niggas. Yo, like. 
Now I was from Wilkinsburg, See? so and they didn't know in Brashear, like them hill niggas didn't know I was from Wilkinsburg. They thought uh, I was like a new nigga from Beachview. Oh. So I was like real low key and I like sat with the lames at the back table. But our table be popping. We was the only table to be playing dominoes and these hell niggas would try to come over and clown like what y'all playing? They're like, we playing dominoes, nigga. Like we right. and then right. we were ones who be getting the cipher started. Them dudes was like they would be like a little envy on the low, but they had their gangsterisms. That's all good. They was tough. They all, you know, had the same color. It was they all took good. That shit to the hill. They yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, went yeah. down to Jenkins Arcade and Candy Rama. Yes, yeah, so to... no one was checking for me to rap in school. They just mm-hmm. wanted to put me in the lame. We don't know who you are. Play. It's so funny now looking back. I can run into so many females that are from the hill and from like I went to school. Mm-hmm. That was like woulda hollered, but they had to be true to their peers. It's real funny. That's that's a funny mm. thing. But yeah, man, I was like rapping. When I left school, immediately would start rapping on the trains. Well, rapping on the trolley to the bus. So you was always rapping. I was always rapping. At that time, I was prime rapping from like 10 all the mm-hmm. way up through culinary. Okay. Oh, wow. And you was a part 10. of that. Yeah, yeah 10. You was rapping since you was 10. No, no, no. 10th grade. Oh, 10th fault. grade. Okay, okay. 10th but, grade. So- so Quest hit me that shit in like eighth. Party people, I gotta tell y'all, we rapping right now. Look, one thing about Stretch that one thing way before I knew about Jay Z and Biggie and Nas and all these motherfuckers, Stretch never wrote nothing down at all. At all, he would say the rap, and then when it was time to record, because we did record. Mm-hmm. And he would say the same rap. How did you do that? Because I just kept the same uh, plot. It's not good habit, man. It's bad. I don't recommend anybody to do it. But um, and I right now, I definitely right now just to have a point of reference. But overall, man, it's just being so monotonous and just doing, doing it over and over and over in my head. So by the time it's time to record, I just know. And I'll feel the vibe, and I won't fight it and try to catch it, you know. I record a lot different, but yeah, man, I'm just... But you know and remember all these rhymes. Yeah. Yeah, I get. Because I just do them over and over again in my head on my own time. Not when I was with y'all. I was in my head going over and again and again and again. You're probably on the Nas method now. Just say, all right, I'm going in, Uh and then when it fucks up, I'm going to go back. Then I'm going to go in again. Yeah, well, I but- just go in different. Like, for an MC or a live situation, like, when I'm recording, I have a hard time trying to do that because I'm be too much in my head and it gets distracted. But if I'm, like, in a live setting, like, you know, I'm really, I really can thrive in live settings. Like, be really there with you. And I can just take from, you know, what's going on. I, I, I have that most practice and that most skill set more than any of the other things. But you have a complete skill set of an MC. Yes, I have MC skill set. Which we could get into Rhyme Cow. Yeah. The game that he put a lot of Pittsburgh rappers and MCs on notice with this skill set on a wheel. You helped. Oh yeah, I helped, but you came up with the brainchild and then came to me. What yeah. made you say, I'm doing a game show, I'm testing MC's stamina, 
I'm testing their ability. I'm testing their strengths. I'm testing their weakness. What made you say, okay, I'm like, like for real, let, let's go back a little bit. You was there in Cyphers in Detroit. You lived in Detroit. For a little bit. I think you told me you rapped with, was you rapping with when Proof was rapping like in Cyphers? No, I'm, I hooked up with a dude. I, forget, I think it was called Silent Records or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Eminem just launched. So mm -hmm. he, it looked like he was leaving some a scene behind for a second. And that's okay. the time I got there. So I got with a dude who was running this. And he was kind of talking shit on Eminem and stuff. Okay. I remember one moment in, I drove out to an open mic in, um, out in Chicago somewhere. And he was like, you so nice with it. Go up there and let me hear right now. I was like, right now, you want me to go in front of all these people and spit? He's like, yeah, you so nice with it. And I just did. It was just like, whatever. Like, I've rap, you know, like, and I got up there and start hosting the show. You know, at least the first 15, I just hosted this show. It was a raggedy show. It wasn't like all high profile. It wasn't, it was like a little show. There was about 30, 40 people, but it was, it was cool for the space. But it's Detroit. No, nah, it's Chicago, actually. Oh, oh, shit. You know, it was Chicago. I drove out to Chicago, and he, you know, and he was making out like he got this label and all this. And I like, I'm, I'm chasing the, the experience. I'm chasing this moment. Maybe this dude, what he's saying is legit, you know. And I went and I took that. I, that's when I came back with the paradigm. Uh, see, remember Definitely I came. Put me on the paradigm. I, kept, I came back with that. I met him, and he was. This was who he was trying to promote at the time. But yeah, in that live setting, I, I took advantage. But. It's just too much switcheroo in my life. But yeah, but you where, did... Back to the question you were saying is where Rhyme Cow spawned from. And this is okay. real important okay. for the listeners. And while I was in New York, there was two things I did. I did this interactive theater called Audio Suite that I don't think no one even knows about. Bro, I remember that. You remember that? I remember that. So I did this weird interactive play just based off my experiences in New York and tried to find some kind of interesting way to incorporate donations to this nonprofit organization and just get my audience involved, which just come looking back, that was just me being an MC through writing theater. Yeah. I did that and went through the experience of just doing that. And then I went and played these, they had these other MC challenges in New York. And I just bit from all of them. It's clear. I like, did all these things on a wheel. I went through these systems all, but they were all pieced differently. So I put everything that I learned from that and put it all together because they, it but was there things. was what though? There's what that's EO still, Dub. They, EO yeah, Dub took yeah, it all around the world. They talk took it all shit. around the world. And I, I competed, I competed with that against Mortal Technique. We've been Poison Pen did that, Breeze Everflowing, Sea Rays killed that shit. Homeboy Sandman did that shit. Sadat X, they, Yo, so many MCs did that shit. That I shit is crazy. I remember Stretch used to tell me these stories. And I'd be like, yo, where's the music? Yeah, this whole time. You got so caught up in MC. I got so caught up for a long time, right? For a long where's time. I got the music? I finally slowed down. But, I but Rhyme Cow, that was better than making an album to me. Yeah, man, I got caught up. Yeah. But so when I came back and I saw I'm coming from this rich scene that I learned so much and, you know, so you thought the cypher's here? 
Like I was in some crazy ciphers trying to like trying to keep up. You know, like I'm just like just and this is the local scene of New York City. So you can only imagine. So me coming from that to Pittsburgh, it was just like I need to take what I learned and put this thing together. And I met James Brown up there. He was in we used to run an open mic. James Armstead Brown, peace out to him. He's running a Y right now down here. He's Brother, from New York. Respect. You know, he was one of the dudes I was riding with while I was up there. We was running these open mics, filling up the spaces, more live music every week. So I'm not writing songs. We're like writing shindigs just to move these people right in front of us. And then we would have like an open mic and let other MCs come up. And I would host this open mic. So, yeah, now we talking it out. Yeah, man, I got a whole goddamn resume of just live performances. Is my resume. So when I came down here, I'm like, what's going on? Because he was down here for like a year. I put him mm-hmm. on to all of y'all. All of us. You know, that's how Gene was working. That Gene was working with him. Snook had that ill record. We can't find nowhere. So he was like. We got party low. We got party low, man. We got field work for sure. Yeah, that's a. That's a classic. Yeah, we we get we moving it up. It taught me everything. I'll tell you that. Man, Armstead Brown taught me everything with production. I made beats, but when I met Armstead, production was the key. And as I see with you, production, but yours was more like theater. Yeah. Because theater production. So you brought the scene here. Yeah, we had to we had to figure out how the biggest thing and the biggest problem with Pittsburgh is Boing. The biggest problem with Pittsburgh is it's a little bit separated. You know, first of all, it's separated. Second, we don't have any owners that condole hip hop. That's the biggest issue. We don't have any owners of any events or buildings that can really have some hip hop in its rawest form thrive. You know, we might be able to have the opportunity in some places where there's teenager stuff and then you have to censor with hip hop be given. But we need a venue. We need a place where, you know, it thrives and we don't have that. It's all spread up and it's all based off, you know, hubs and people that are working in their own crews and then mm-hmm. putting it out online. So it makes it real hard here. Even in that time, it wasn't as serious as now, but... Rhyme Cow was able to have that ability to like test the artists and bring their crowd and their hub to this event and stay. Because before, it was proud to be local. When Scrap was doing that, and he was having people have showcases, mm-hmm. you know? And when mm-hmm. people are having these showcases, everybody has to sell tickets. and But it'd be a revolving door. It'd be always back and forth because this one group would come in, watch their person, and then... They're, they only came to see them, so they break out. So it's like a back and forth. The the room might have a hard time sustaining and keeping people involved on what's going on in show. So everybody mutually is just there for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We were able to design it where these artists that brung their fans, just with the wheel, the music, just everything, the lights, and the challenge in itself would just keep you to want to finish it. There was a storyboard lined out. Like, these are kind of things that they're not thinking about when we're talking about stage design. Mm-hmm. We used to rehearse and put a lot of, like, brain power into that thing. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I remember like you you gave tasks to people. You and James was good with giving the task and knowing the people that could execute. Yeah. Like Rhyme Cow was a team that y'all built. Yeah, like, that was a me, team. You, Huggy, James, like that was a tight knit team. That was a tight knit to everybody. But it took y'all to say, you know what? Da, da, da. And it took you to say, my role is uh is the host and creator. Yeah. And you never, you know what I mean? You could have went more with it if you no. wanted to, but But there's was, no way I was gonna be able to do that without y'all. That was that was one thing I loved about it. Like you just gave us the task and let us be independent within yeah. the task. That was real cool. It was for I mean Without, there's some things in Rhyme Cal that are just like, you're the one, let's make it official for on this interview. You are the one that came with the spinning music. That is, that's so, was so, I wasn't even thinking that. And that was so important. And so, like, that's great branding. If anybody, but, the music, the music, the, the whole stage playing, it was just it was but amazing. But you came with the task. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I have a game show. Yeah, that kind of like and, shook people up when I say game show and, and hip hop. And I was like, well, you need music all the way around. The only thing I was thinking of, if Price is Right exactly. was a cypher. Yeah. That was really it. And I was like, music has to be played. It has to be sounds all the way. Uh -huh. And when spinning came, because I remember my first idea was, what goes up, what goes down, spinning oh, okay. wheels, yeah, you're go going round and round. And I was just running. And then one day, I ran into this motherfucking Miracles record. Okay. And I'm playing it. Just I was just trying to make a beat, I think. And then it was just like, spinning round and round. Spinning. And I was just sitting there like, yes. wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. And I just like, yo, let's try this when the wheel spins. This Did you see my face? You knew it was a winner. You remember my face? You were there. I was like, you're a genius. I know I, I was, said that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, was like, like, you're yo. a genius. Like, it immediately like locked onto my senses. Yeah. You know? They got they got to hear it at least 50 times in the game. Like, yeah, it was, it was like, I was like, you need some repetitive. So I was important. just thinking, and I was But like, easily digested. Yeah, because it had a little bop to it. I, I didn't change nothing. I didn't no. slow nothing and down. And like, that's the nothing. big, that was so important yeah. about Rhyme Cow, man. It was the refreshing, it was so refreshing. And it wasn't, Rhyme Cow was biased to even the subcultures of hip hop. Mm -hmm. It was like a level of equality. Because these, we really focused and, you know, we micro-constructed just the one pillar of hip-hop culture. We broke it down into such a serious science. And I still believe in it even till today. I feel like now it was good for the time that was a game show. Maybe come back, but I feel like it should be now a, a teaching lesson. For people who really want to go into this culture, because there is money to be made, there is a even more than money to be made. Just a culture to take in. It's a man. If this thing pop, 
if Pop was a father, his favorite child is hip hop right now. And you can't even tell me any different. Mm-hmm. Maybe the other thing competing with hip hop is superhero movies mm-hmm. on the level of just pop, mm-hmm. you know? And all these gigantic companies has like jumped on our bandwagon. And I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. I'm ranting. You're, no, no, no. You ain't ranting. You, you just hit a good point. You just hit a good point. You said that uh, hip hop is kids today. Yeah. So you. You are a true believer that hip hop still lives today. Like I know it makes money, it no other makes that. But do you feel like nothing's never changed with hip hop? Like people say, people the death over hip hop, people dying. I mean, we had that in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? We had Biggie and Pac. We had commercial shit. Commercial shit is more accepted now than it was then. You know what I mean? The word sell out. Well, you got to remember, you're talking about hip hop, man. You got to remember, you're only talking about one of the pillars. You're only talking about the music. We're not talking about the fashion. What do you have bad to say about hip hop fashion? Uh, well, what is bright and got a lot of. Little... I don't know where hip hop fashion is anymore. I really don't. I really don't. Like, things is like caught in a blur with me. Well, yeah, it's definitely like, a saturated, it, it, but it's, like it's like it's it's like a blur. Is it like I feel like people use hip hop as a way to get on, and that's a problem with hip hop today. I feel like only real people you can go what, to an event. Mm-hmm, this may sound weird, but think mm-hmm. about it. You can go to an event, a high profile event, mm-hmm. in a hoodie. Yeah, if that hoodie is sharp right now. Oh yeah, you, you couldn't do that. Do that in the 70s you need to have a suit with some real large collars and like a, a pimp hat like hip-hop came to be and now all of a sudden these streetwears and uber that's all hip-hop in my mind those are all things of our we stopped with all that mm-hmm. we're not dressing like prince out here mm-hmm. i mean there is that lane and that's fine but hip-hop is still like look at sneakers sneakers is hip-hop i don't oh yeah sneakers I, I aren't sneakers sneakers aren't sneakers without hip-hop Without those hip hop videos, without urban people living in a ghetto, where it's that's hip hop. Jordan, Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I, I seen that on that, that day. He made Michael Jordan because he's black, but nah. Mars Blackman. That he that Mars Blackman just the character is hip hop. No, nah, real, real, real shit. You brought up Jordan, real shit. Dwayne Wade, he said that LeBron will have a bigger legacy than Jordan, right? And one of the sports commentators on ESPN said that Jordan is a brand that every generation is going to see. Our kids' kids, kids is going to see that. Jordan is polo, and like, and he was he didn't say hip hop. He's like, but wearing Jordans with a suit now is top scale. Like, it was Air Force Ones. For yeah. like during that era, that's when it really started. Yeah, that's that's for, I I claim that for hip hop, I don't think it would have hip hop didn't that one might have not been a narrative. So what being I'm fresh, party people is an essential thing huh. of hip hop. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So like we were just focusing on the lyrics and the music. Now when you talk about music, that's something different. But it'll all come back around. It's coming back around right now. Because we don't have a lot to party about. We don't have a lot of money to be spending and be wilding out. People are really going to 
we're all having forced to be introverts because of this damn COVID. And we're being inside now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to want to hear something. We're going to get tired of just partying with the neon lights in our living room to a screen. Like, and that, that, that community is going to move, but the sophisticated people are going to ask for a little bit more. And it, it's just going to come back around. It, it, it's still sustained. Like, none of these, no. like, rappers, like, Kendrick Lamar is still getting Grammys. So, mm-hmm. like, really, it's still about skill. Like, you know, there's levels to this. So you feel like being an introvert yourself. Yeah. Like you, you're an introvert. I'll just say that from the door. During this quarantine, it had to have people to sit down and find out what was pure for them. Yeah. And, like, music was like the main thing. Is there any music that you're listening to now that you found during the pandemic? Like that was new that I would tell you like, oh, hip hop's alive. Besides Griselda. Anderson or Pack. Anderson Pack. Oh, Anderson Pack. You said or Anderson Pack. <laughs> no, I said no, no Griselda. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I said and then you said Anderson Pack. I was like, ooh, Anderson Pack. Yeah, I listen to some Anderson Pack for um Yo, man, I really want to listen to this this new music, and I know it's out there, but it just it's just kind of hard for me. You know, I know it's a wave. I understand the wave, mm-hmm. you know, and it just doesn't, you know, it don't move me. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand it, mm-hmm. but it just don't move me, and I can't fake the funk with myself like it does, and it's all right. I just want to, like... I just want to hear a tad bit of new into some things. I don't want to hear no trends that are constantly being repeated over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't tell these artists apart anymore. I'm having a hard time telling these artists apart. I I, I could, right now, I will say, like, today's hip-hop, the mumble shit is done to a degree. I feel like it should have never showed up. Like, But you say it was a business, right? It's yeah. a business. It, I feel like I always say this about that era. It was easy to give somebody a million dollar 360 deal to somebody that didn't have nothing. And there was a lot of people that didn't have nothing. It was cheaper to make music. During our time, we got sued for samples. At that time, it was a band. A yeah. band costs money. Samples cost money. If you could just make this fucking beat off of fucking VSTs and shit off a computer that you already pirated and it was cheaper, it's cheaper to get that person. Period. It's a business. We would cost money with the hip hop that we do. It would cost money. I don't think about business when I listen to music. I do. I do. It's like it is a business. Not when I'm not when I'm like. I mean, that's that's the moment what you're saying is when I say, though, that's cool. I get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't and I don't know what we're talking. We're talking about and I don't really I don't know if I listen to music to try to figure out the hustle within like somebody's song or. Oh, no, I don't do it just for that. I like just still listen to just, music because I like you can just understand why mm-hmm. you, you say it's saturated and like music that I could say the top. 10 of hip hop today you wouldn't listen to but the top 10 songs that back of our day of hip hop you would listen to because and I'm saying today most of these artists are just cheap you're getting it's cheap I'm not saying it's whack I'm not saying it but it's cheap you would make a song 
you'll get to the point like, all right, I'm getting this. I want some real violin. You got the label got to pay for the violinist. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's different. It's different. And that I don't listen to music like that, but you can tell like that's why it's saturated. And you said Anderson Pack is one, and I'm like, yeah. But look he's, at how much it goes into. <laughs> but he's with Dre. He, he <laughs> yeah. can afford it. Yeah. He can afford it. I like those old records. That, is, that Yes Lord is probably one of the greatest records. Oh, with knowledge. That touched me. Yeah, the knowledge. Yeah, that that Yes Lord is like. That's one of the that touched me. Ever made. That's one of the greatest albums ever made. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. For me. I don't know. The so other Andrew's, stuff is good. It just. Everything else is like that's what it's supposed to be now after that album. Like, but and all that stuff is cool, and I like it. But it's just something about. There's a couple records that I have like that. That Mad Villain from beginning to end. There's a lot of stuff that I don't even like individually as one, but from the beginning to end, it's like I appreciate all of it. It's Mad yeah, it Villain, is a, the Mentral Show, that Yes Lord Anderson Pack, that D'Angelo. Which one, Voodoo? Yeah, um, and that Common. Uh, what was it? Chocolate. I'm gonna do a sidebar on Voodoo. I put y'all on the Voodoo. Okay. I remember my mom bought it and I brought it over to y'all house. I never gave it back. My mom was like, "Where's my album?" Oh, and I really? At y'all crib. But I remember that day I brought it over. Like Voodoo changed a lot of lives. Period. Like Voodoo. I'm talking about. I don't know. It changed my life. But. I remember I used to be with my girl at the time, and we would just lay up, and we that would just play on repeat. And it's just like it would do a couple flips, and we'd be just so lazy in the bed. That's how I remember that. That's record. just one of those albums, man. Yeah, man, it's very content. It's it's one of those albums. It's one of those albums. So Voodoo, Anderson Pack. Yeah, that Yes Lord for sure. That album, that more is like for me, for me. Like I don't, like I get what he's saying when he's talking about women, what he's going through. It's just real relatable to how I look at the world, and that's why I really like that album. You just talk about bitches. <laughs> yeah, I'd be talking about bitches though. <laughs> so that was another thing I had to say. Back in the day, you was rapidly rap, 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 rap. Yeah, rapidly rap, 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 rap. I'm rapidly rap, rap right now, man. No, you no, no? No, no, no. You talk about girls a lot. I do, man. I said it earlier. He was a pimp on the sidebar. He being. Yeah, but anyway, but, I didn't like to mix the two. But. You're, you're now becoming, how can I put it? You know, Drake is toxic with his raps. Yeah. And he feels bad about it later. Yeah. You don't give a fuck. Like the songs <laughs> that you sent me on the new shit that you got coming out. Rap Lampoon, man. It's coming out soon, though. Yeah. I, he don't got a date. And I told him, I taught him, like, don't say dates, bro. That'll fuck you up. Yeah, we said that on the Geek of Delhi, yep. man. Don't say Don't dates. say dates. But I say early. You're unapologetic now. Like, was that life? Like, like you know what? I'm Because I'm, you don't write shit. So it's like, I'm going to say not the most unapologetic shit that everybody can say. Without knowing that it's unapologetic, nobody's going to look at him some type of way. But everybody's going to, everybody can say the rap. You got raps that we can remember. Like, I can remember all your raps because they're so easy to remember. Yeah. But they're so disrespectful. It's disrespect. They, 
friendly candles. They're friendly disrespectful. <laughs> they're friendly disrespectful. You know what I'm talking about. That's why you laughing. Yeah, yeah. But um, it can be qu- it could be questioned. It could be questioned though for being disrespectful. You know. And I don't know, man. I'm. Look, I was telling my neighbor like. You get to a certain age, but maybe, yeah, you get a little bitter. You get a little stubborn in your ways to certain things that you might not just be able to change. You know, you're too far away and you got to make sacrifices to figure out what you want to do to keep on going forward. And, you know, I think I'm at that age where, yeah, like now is the time, you know, and all of our favorite rappers don't give a fuck. Not really. Not really. And you don't want them. You want them to be as free as possible. That's why I was telling. I was on the phone telling that to John Quest when we was talking about Hub's record. We was, and we was just listening. We was talking about Beatty as well. And I was like, man, ain't nobody yelling. Ain't nobody crying on their record. Ain't nobody cussing nobody out, man. That's Supreme Clientele. While I've been working on this record, I still go back and listen to some Supreme Clientele, and I still listen to that second. Old you, Dirty Bastard album. Because you know great albums. You know, you know great albums. You know when you hear them. And like a big problem with rappers now is they're just making a bunch of dope raps, throwing it in one thing and calling it an album. That's not an album. It's a collection of songs. It's not even a mixtape. Yeah, man, this it's is like, all in the same temperament, same place. And we go, you know, we switch it up. It's interesting, man. This album is real interesting. Even the meaning of the word lampoon helped the overall theme. That's why you're probably feeling that way because it's just the word means to like ridicule, you know, and criticize hilariously. I mean, like to be hilarious about ridicule. And I just thought it was so ironic because I'm Rhyme, Mr. Rhyme Calisthenics, who was the host. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was just rapping. And even how I originally, originally started rapping with Aaron, like, why don't you start rapping? I was started off mocking motherfuckers, so but I'm just mocking the rap game. But you, but you're, but you're still sticking to those elements that you had at Rhyme Calisthenics. Yeah, I got a last word on the album. I got a storytelling. I got a message. I'm not. I'm gonna do the when I do the Monopoly joint. That's I guess a crowd topic. Me focusing on mm-hmm. one topic. Mm-hmm. Like these are the anchors of making good. Yeah, the wheel has to be all the way through it because that's I do believe in the wheel, not just for myself, but for anybody who wants to be a rapper. That's why it needs to be translated into a team program. I'm putting out a record. If it's disrespectful or not, the proves that I can at least rap and teach this program. Mm-hmm. I can piece it apart like that was my last word moment. What is the last word? Let me tell you, you need this in your archive if you plan on taking this craft seriously. There should be a place in Pittsburgh that people can go. They really want to take it to the next level. Right. And that's the dream right now. And then we display that. And then we set up that hub and we pump them out. We teach them, set them up, give them the studio time, give them what they need, do shows. And then we set them off. We kind of did that anyway as doing a show and didn't apply it like that. Right. John Quest put out an album after he did Rhyme Cow. Real Facts. deal had a straight has a successful till this day battle career. He did that shit first. Facts. Mac Miller. Say those names. He bombed at the All Star Rhyme Cow. I'll never show that footage. And then he came up to me before I went moved to New York to do all that 
to try to like mm-hmm. sell this thing. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, I'll never do that again. I'll never let you down again, Stretch, man. My bag, I just I just took this lightly. Sure did. And I'm like, it's all good, bro. We're going to get this. You're going to have your opportunity. He made his opportunity without me, you know? Facts. And then set it off. I went my way, he went his. So, man, peace to Mac Miller for that. Remember we snuck him in the spot? He was like, we snuck him in. This one I can't remember who his mans was with. I, I'll tell you. Who was it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you that day when that dude first came up there and he was rapping, I said, I was like, yo, that dude's going to be somebody. I was like, uh, yeah, that, that I did say, I was like, yo, that dude might win. That was in the front, and we we were short. We would always, uh, you know, cats come up short mm-hmm. when it came round cow. So we always, always had to have alternates. And his man was like, put my man in, put my man in. And I'm like, I had to make a decision because I couldn't wait on another dude. Right. That I was... always had to be on my feet with these dudes. It would be so, how many drop? We had like four or five dropouts out of those things. Like, oh. Right. Right. And I put him in. I was like, "All right, let's go." And he did. He made it to the finals, man. That was the craziest moment ever. Like I was like, "Ah!" But that was what. But once again, I thought he sustained. I, I, I felt like even in his career, I'm not like taking no credit, but yeah, he was able not to go <clears throat> completely pop with it. He stepped. He still, you know, when he put out movies, that mm-hmm. one album. Then mm-hmm. Macadelic, which is the reason why I called, like, pay homage to him Facts. to come out with the Geekadelic. Facts. Facts. He was still spitting, like, like his bars was still clean. He always spit it. Yeah. But let's be honest. That was from a, a history of City of Spitters, and I feel like you was one of those names, period. And... Like, after all that traveling and doing everything, you came up with a show that was totally successful here, and the name will go down and pass down to people that at least that was from here. And and if there was in the realm of hip-hop here, and that started from your brain. Like, it started as just a dope MC. Just walking around, made the little, the, the dope tape. You made the dope tape, but you made this game show that breeded a whole new scene. A whole diff, like, it was, it was John scene Quest. that I missed from, like, yeah, the scene it, that I missed from uh, New York, I did really want bad for this place. And, yeah, in the moment. Because, remember, they used to be rapping. There was the show in the front of the Shadow Lounge mm-hmm. where they would be all on the side. It was, at one point, they was all rapping. There'd be, like, two ciphers. And I'm just like, oh, I'm in my, like, yeah, I'm in, I feel like I'm at my greatness. It wasn't even about the, the money. It was That's when I was at my most glory, when it was packed and Bro. motherfuckers was rapping. And then there was a show in there, and I wasn't even mad about them. Bro, you had people with cameras. You had people coming out dressed to impress you mm-hmm. had clout chasing. You had you, you made people fall in love. There was fuck. We met. We, there was fucking couples. Oh yeah. There was babies. Mm-hmm. Made I was lit from, charged, man. from Ryan Cow. <laughs> babies. And it was because of this vibe. Like you had so many different type of people in one building. Because the vibe was real genuine, and you didn't. It wasn't. Just street month. Like, when we start having, uh, 
what was the name? P3. What was There's it? a dude, 3PFD. Yeah. He, yeah. He was the Christian rapper. And he did he. Did and he won a, one, yeah, man. Yeah. Like the nerd won one, man. I was so happy for nerds. And was godly slaying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He was, he was promoting God heavy. Yeah. He had a whole last word based around Christ. He did the four versus four, which I would love to bring back. I would just love to bring some back genuine live, to be able to be live in it, man. Now. And really talk about rap. So we have an understanding and lay that standard. So at least so, for Pittsburgh, we can have a standard. So you think like, now you're just talking and I'm thinking, do you have to, not say you have to do it, but walk up the hills of Beachview, just rapping the beats until you get to the point. Like you, It's like reversal for you to just say, you know what? This is what it is because I'm doing it. And it's not right now. It's not just rapping ciphers. You're about to drop probably one of the most creative albums. Like shit, you started producing. Yeah, I did. That's like, tough. <laughs> I, I mean, for a while. I was your go-to dude. Yeah, you're still my go-to Yeah, dude. but it was like, you found a team. Like, you got Yeah, I got term, a team. I man. got the team. I you got, got team. You got, uh, you got Gino Jive. Hell you got yeah. you. You got me. Like, now you got a team. Now, you, once again, finding the right people to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. Like, there's beats that you got to make. Because you feel a certain way and you're going to rap a certain yeah, way. Yeah, I'm going to rap a certain way to my You got to rap to my beats. Every time I want to get fucking disrespectful, yeah. I'm going to germ. I'm going to germ. Now you're coming to me for some good morning vibe. Hey, yeah. come along. No, you I got, think it's going to be dope. And you're Gene right. Gene on the pop. Like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever. Because Gene got the soundscape for me to just do some pop shit. Wow. I think it's going to be real it's, creative. It's going to be real creative for people. You're going to get that. Three feet high and rising feeling. You're gonna get that biz marky feeling, but then I'm. It's, it's hilarious, and you can't say I don't know how to rap. It's the circle of life. You I think that? the best criticism I get is I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to say. That's, a female told me that. She's like, I don't know. I was like, you don't like it? She's like, no, I like it. I just I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's good, because you might play it again. Yeah, because. Mm -hmm. Three feet high rise. You keep bringing that up. I remember, I was like 10, 11, 12. It was what? Yeah, that was too much. And I first heard it because all I heard was Plug Tooted on WPTS. Yeah. And I was like, oh, about this. Oh, that's what Plug Tooted is on. Yeah. And all the album did not sound like Plug Tuning at yeah. all. And yeah. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> Until one day. I wanted to hear plug tuning and back then you had to rewind and shit and was like fucking I'm not rewinding. Yeah. And just played the out played the tape. And I was like, yo, this is creative as fuck. Yeah. And then they started naming crews and I was like, oh, oh, I got oh Queen Latifah was down with them. Okay. Oh, try yeah, it was super Quest. different. You man. know what I mean? It was like, oh, they did okay. It was just like, but I didn't like fucking uh three feet high and rising the first three months it came out. I really didn't. I mean, I mean, I, I just go to that reference because, you know, it is my era. I'm an older dude. I'm an OG, I guess is what they say. But it was super creative, and I'm super creative, and I shouldn't, like, pigeonhole myself and this whole concept oh. of business or try to follow a wave. 
Like, make my own wave and then see what happens. It's, mm. I'm too old to be trying to f- follow someone else's wave or trying to keep up with waves that are happening. I'm, I'm over it. I'm just going to just make music for my peoples and then share it with the world and keep it at that. But to show that I have the skill set and I'm still preserving the, the culture. Like I said on the record, you get embodied by a hobbyist. Right. You know? Right. See? Disrespectful lines. Yeah, because I, like I gotta like just kind of strip, pull the bandaid off. I'm really giving a fuck what people think. If you try to like, you know, be respectful, you end up just just saying sorry. See, <laughs> you know, the whole record, and I don't got time for that. Life 360. You know, it all started with a white girl calling this dude stretch <laughs> and Quest saying this shit is whack. Yeah. Now you see, you hear. Yo, Quest came to my house about the second Gigadelic. He was like, yo, I got to talk to you for real. I was like, oh, here we go. And he came to my door. He had to see me. He couldn't just call me. He was like, yo, man, that Gigadelic, that's some of the greatest shit I ever heard from you. And then he starts saying my lines. He's like, yo, your lines is crazy. Like, you're. Saying He's like, up and up. Yep, see, saying song. On top of PA, he was like, your brain is crazy. So there's a market for that. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boing. And I make enough money to make music anyway, so fuck them. Say that one more time to people. I make enough money to make music, so fuck them. That's one thing people really do need to understand. You just can't say, I'm going to be a rapper. You're not going to make money that way. Yeah. Being a rapper is not making money no more. Go get you a job. Start there. Get you a right side hustle. Do not. Do not sell drugs. But get you a side hustle. Learn some shit. You're on the phone all day. Find some information. Learn something. Get to know somebody. This album is completely (laughs) just to show that I'm preserving the culture, at least within my actions. This is also just something like you, what, exactly what you're saying is just to promote me turning Rhyme Calisthenics into a team program. We need to get them at the same age, you know, Quest got me. We got to get them at seventh, eighth grade and they need to be leaving school and they need to go to the Kingsley Center and go to the Rhyme Cal because we were doing it on our own. Just imagine... Uh-huh. If you could have went to the Rhyme Calisthenics, you know, program after school instead of just going to Kingsley Center on your own, like trying to figure it out. Oh, man. Oh, man. I think I've been like probably like a thousand times better of MC. Yeah, and you just be rapping all day and you're rapping with other people and you find another. And right across the hall, there's a beat program and they're over there making oh, beats yeah. and you just go see what's up yeah. with them. But MCing, just for Ram Cow Just alone, MCing. A thousand times better than what I was. We break because down the wheel. Yeah. You know? Everything is broke down. If you like, yo, you learn, you master this. Oh, because back then, I would just rap. And mm. write just raps that. Oh. Yeah, so saying in your hard. own thought. So I'm yeah. saying like where a teacher's like, you have to do, we're, we're setting ourselves up for a show. We're setting up ourselves for a scholarship. Right. We're going right. to get an English scholarship if you win this thing. This is what I'm saying. And you got to write this last word. 
You got two days and you come, you just reapply the lesson today and you come back in two days and you spit that last word. Mm-hmm. You start writing today. We'll give you an extra day to flesh it out, figure out what right. beat you're going to do. And then you getting right in front of this class and you doing it. And then you have that. And then we have you write another one. So by the t- while you're at the program, you're already working on your album. There should be that program across the hall where you can get your music. So everybody, if they sign up for these programs and their parents, these people are coming out the gate with albums. Albums. Some will be terrible. Some will be, there'll be one or two that are amazing. But either way, we're applying the lessons and we're applying the standards. Not saying that you have freedom of speech, but we have to have a conversation for, with young people's freedom of speech. They should have an intelligent conversation before they just go off on what they completely want to do. They are children. See? You know? This sounds like what Beery Gordy probably would have said back in the 60s when he came up with Bowtown. And and they still have decisions because it's a lesson to be learned. And that's the thing with the industry. They want people at this age so they can kind of control them and they make that quick fix and that quit bullshit. But maybe these young little rappers that aren't rich and stunting and writing everything that these these labels are trying to like to play that that money game and not really that, that music or that having that level of being authentic. We need to have a class where somebody can teach these artists to be authentic within all this fucking music and all this business and all these cameras. There's still a way to be authentic and it's your individuality that is just that splat of paint of your originality. It's your individuality that'll get your originality out of all the midst of all these ways to make a beat, make music. It's, the lines that I have in Rap Lampoon, and to be able to be comfortable to go there. Stretchino, Rap Lampoon, coming to streaming platforms. Are you going on Bandcamp? Yeah, I'm going uh, all the way in. You're going all the way I'm in. going all the way in. I'm trying t-shirts all the way in. Why not? Mm, he's coming out with t-shirts. Put that album out. Let's find a Ooh. building. Let's get some black investors. And let's buy a building. Let's buy a building in Wilkinsburg, y'all. Let's buy a block so we can have these programs and quit relying on these other people that own these venues because they do not believe in our culture. We need to invest in our culture. Let's not throw money at an artist from another town just to get a bunch of people to come together, you know, here to make a quick buck. I know it's let's. Let's let's, COVID. let's go. Let's invest in our city and mm-hmm. invest in our talent, mm-hmm. and let's teach them and own that. You know, we own right. that culture. We preserve that culture. You got to go through us. There's nothing like that here, because there's no landmarks. Right. Not so invest and there's money to be made in that investors. All day, all day. Oh, brother. Oh. If y'all was listening, this dude dropped game probably for the whole hour. Like we ain't even getting the top threes. He told y'all Anderson Pack, and that was it. That this that's gonna be so funny. I'm speaking like that because when they hear my album, they're gonna be like, "This is not the same day." Nah, I told <laughs> you, you're disrespectful. The... You're yeah. not even disrespectful at all. You drop gems like a legend. Like a man, I look up to you like a man. It's all look. good. Let's get but it going, yeah, though. Man, please, y'all get it going. Yo, this is Stretch Chino Pro. Thelonious stretch, 
Stretch. Some guy named Dave. Some guy named Dave. Curly Tuss. Not from Philly Phil. Yeah, not from Philly Phil. <laughs> D Phil. D Phil. Like, man. Man, the man, the master, the MC, the host, the God MC here. Man, look. The dude got bars. The dude got ideas. The dude got skills. Y'all just need to get to know him if y'all don't know him. That's it. Where, we can, where can they find you at online, bro? I mean, you can find me on my Facebook, Stretchino, on my Instagram. Uh, you know, go to Spotify under the Stretchino. Yeah. Also, that, go to Shea Cobain for the Geekadelic. Yeah, y'all see the Geekadelic. Go. The Geekadelic, a.k.a. Get Shea home. Cobain. Yeah. YouTube. Are Apple. you on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Stretchino. Teddy Rally is on YouTube. Oh, yeah, that Teddy Rally's is hard. on there. Pork. Pork. <laughs> That pork yeah. is hard, man. That pork is that other moments on that three yeah, three high hear, and rising. Like I, said, I gotta hear the album. Like I'm thinking about putting it on there, man. I heard the shit as separate singles, and I yeah. told you how I yeah, am when yeah. I listen to singles. Like, all right, this is hit or miss. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry but... because it's it's fine because your miss is someone's hit. Oh yeah, all the time, like on yeah. Rob Rhodes. Well, when he recorded it. I was like, anything is terrible. Oh, really? Everybody, yo, anything is hard. Oh, yeah. I was like, yo, yeah, all right. I thought all when right. people was like, I thought me just goofing around with Braddock Dreams, that is a lot of people's favorite little tune. They don't even know what that is yet, but. When I heard it, I was like, all right, I catch it. I see it. I know people are like, that's my joint. It. And I'm like, that's the stupidest song ever, but okay. Okay. All right. All right. But yeah. Let's get out of here, man. Yeah, let's get out let's of get here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Uh, Ziggy, this Ziggy, is my bro. Fuck out of here. I love you, man. Hey, this is Shay Cobain. Your cool yeah. uncle presents Real Rap Let's Rap with Shay, and I'll catch y'all next time. Yeah. Hey, yo. Thanks to Trump America, my man, yo. Get shit popping more than fake, yo. They let us spend it way more than what they yo. <laughs> hey, yo, it's not your same old when we up in game mode. When he play, get you think you crack a damn code. Shake Cobain, stay shake in a torso. Shell shocking motherfuckers, Leonardo. Woo.